Welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, the Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. If you haven't listened yet, Broker to Broker dives into the nitty gritty of the mortgage business by interviewing independent brokers and loan originators just like me. Enjoy the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Windsor Mortgage. Windsor Mortgage has a new program that can help you get licensed in all 50 states. If you've lost deals to out-of-state lenders, this program can give you a distinctive edge. Windsor Mortgage is committed to helping you succeed by providing the necessary support and resources. With their assistance, you can say goodbye to missed opportunities and hello to a brighter future. It's a win-win. Get connected today by logging into the AIM member portal at brokersarebetter.com. All right, welcome to Broker to Broker, brought to you by AIM, Association of Independent Mortgage Experts. Experts, I'm your host, J.P. Hussey of the Hussey Team Mortgage Advisors, and today I have my good buddy, uh, Dante Royster of Epic Mortgage, owner of Epic Mortgage. What's up, man? Hey, how are you? Good morning. Uh, good morning to, well, it's, I'm in Philly, Afternoon. so it's, it's one o'clock because you're in Illinois, it's right? Yeah, yeah, it's afternoon, so I should have said good afternoon. <laughs> uh, well, I, I do these all the time, people in California, so I don't know what's happening half the time, but it's all good. Exactly. Um, so I think it's, is it Brookfield? Is it yep. just outside Chicago? Am I right? Like yeah. southwest-ish? Uh, more more probably just west, like 20 minutes west. We're, we're 20 minutes outside of downtown Chicago. Uh, okay, cool. But yeah, right around the corner from the Brookfield Zoo. That's all a right, yeah. popular zoo around here. So that so that's where I gotta take the kids. Okay, at some point, take the kids. Brookfield Zoo, going to Chicago. I love Chicago. I've been there okay. a few times. Um, I've only really been more downtownish. Um, but you know, went to Wrigley, did all that. I mean, it, it's a great city. I mean, I'm Philly, so a lot of similarities, you know, in terms of the people. I would say, um, true. So it's a great city. We got a little battle with uh, the Eagles and the Bears, though. I know that. That's right. Hey, I mean, Justin Fields looks pretty good. Uh, Jalen Hurts today, I don't know if you saw it, officially signed to Jordan. Um, really? So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that is um, that just happened this morning. So I was just reading about that. But, uh, but yeah, they, you guys have some high hopes for, for Fields. Um, I could talk sports all day. We could just not even talk mortgages if you want because they're boring. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, Justin Fields, that looks good. Um, hey, I'm, root, I'm rooting for him. You know, I am. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's jump into it. Um, owner, producing owner, right? Over at Epic Mortgage. Yes. Okay. Similar to me. Uh, I'm a producing owner of our small little shop out here in Conshohocken outside Philadelphia. Um, mm -hmm. So that's cool. How's the market out there for you guys? Yeah. I mean, I think we're, I think across the board, we're all battling the same issues. You know, we have low inventory, yeah. uh, multiple bid situations most times. Um, obviously, rates are higher, so um, sometimes refinancing just uh, okay. from a numeric standpoint doesn't necessarily make sense for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, really have to get into the weeds to see if it does. But um, yes, yeah, I mean, same battles, but you know, just keep plugging away. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want to um, real quick because I know this is a hot topic for a lot of people out there to help them out. Um, but you kind of hit it on the refinancing piece, right? So, and I'm, it sounds like you do this as well. We do a lot of like high level um advising on like on refinances right sure. uh, you got to go deep with people right you have to be a true advisor you have to take everything they have going on because a lot of pe people have a lot of equity 
right? For the most part, yep. they might have that two and a half, three percent rate. But if you're looking at a lot of Americans are in debt right now, but there is a lot of equity. Uh, you can do some cash flow type things with with clients and really, really structure it and reset them. There's a lot of good things you can do for people right now with refinancing, refinancing, especially on that cash outside. Yeah. Um, so we've done a bunch of plans like that. Doesn't make sense for everyone, of course. Of course. Um, but I don't know if you want to talk a little bit on that, because it sounds like you're doing some of that high level stuff as well. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I just put a post out today on that. It, I had a customer came to me last year. And, uh, you know, she wanted to do some debt consolidation, but she had the, you know, the two, 3% interest rate. And even last year, she's like, oh, no, rates are too high. No, it doesn't make sense. But, you know, I think it's easy for someone to say no, but then the answer, the question, the next question should be, well, how else are you going to do it? You yes. know, what is your, what is your game plan? Mm -hmm. So, you know, fast forward to this year, she calls me again, but, you know, what has happened now? You know, the credit cards are higher. Mm -hmm. The credit score is lower. Mm -hmm. You know, luckily the equity is still there, mm -hmm. but the savings is not as much. Mm -hmm. I could have closed, you know, last year I could have probably closed her and been close to about a thousand dollars a month savings. Mm -hmm. Now we still saved her about $500 a month, but I mean, it's just how much has changed mm -hmm. if she wouldn't have taken advantage. So yeah, I mean, doing that high level, let's really look at, you know, everyone knows what your mortgage rate is, but what is your car interest rate? What is your mm -hmm. credit card interest rate? Mm -hmm. You know, how much is that Amex, that Visa, the Discover? What is that really charging you? And they don't know that information. And that's what you have to kind of do to you know put a plan together. Yeah, yeah. That, no, that's awesome. That's why I just wanted to kind of start with that with that yeah. conversation now, because people listen to the beginnings of these anyway. So if they can get some info there. Yeah, we'll do a lot. Hey, your mortgage payment might go up a thousand bucks, but we're paying off the car. We're paying off uh, some credit cards that are high. And look, you know, that was two grand a month. So now we're actually cash flowing you a thousand. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do, but I want you everyone to think about that because that's truly helping people out. That's being an advisor. So anyway, exactly. things we can always uh, talk about later. But anyway, I do want to learn a little bit more about you, uh, Dante. Um, I, you have a lot of things going on that I have here on the paper, but <laughs> uh, for the sake of this podcast, could you tell us how you got into the mortgage industry? Kind of take us from start because not everyone gets into mortgages. Like I want to be a, in mortgages when I grow up. Sure. It doesn't happen sure. that way. So tell us your story. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm a, I'm a former athlete, you know, so um, once, once that kind of, you know, finished off and that wasn't going to be my, my, my path, um, you know, I was looking for a job. I was really, um, I was interested in being a financial advisor. You know I mean? That was my initial goal was to be a financial advisor upfront. Um, because, you know, I had buddies that were still playing overseas and stuff like that. So I thought that'd be a natural role for me mm -hmm. to kind of help them out. And what, it, what turned out, um, you know, a lot of, uh, those, uh, financial advisors, and you know, this just that top 100 list and make those calls. And that was a little intimidating for me just being so young. So, you know, I, I was looking for something that, you know, provided me a little bit more structure, a little bit more lead centric. And uh, I stumbled upon a mortgage company that, uh, was, you know, direct, direct to the lender or a direct lender and direct to the consumer. And, um, you know, it was kind of like a boiler room atmosphere, but, uh, that's where I cut my teeth and that's where I got going. Yeah. Yeah. You so, know? uh, what, around what year was that? I started, uh, I'll give you the official date, June 24th, 2002. 24th, 2002. All right. So you've been in the game for a while. Yes, sir. Um, 
Okay, yeah. So I was like 2000, uh, I've been in 12 years. So 2011 in January, probably on, yeah, January 1st, really. I mean, the second, whatever, right when my first son was born. Um, yeah, so you've awesome. been in it for a while. It's obviously changed a lot, right? So you started there more of like, like you said, boiler room. That makes sense. Early 2000s, yeah. uh, direct to the consumer, making a lot of calls. So after there, what did you decide to do? Take us on the path to now where Epic is. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, from there, starting off, um, you know, kind of built my way up. I became one of the youngest uh, branch managers in the company. Uh, had my own branch, you know, age 24. Um, and so then, uh, you know, really had to, you know, recruit good people, retain them, hire other good new people and get rid of the ones that it wasn't going to be a good fit for them. And so that really got me a uh, maturity level, you know, more responsibility, more, you know, just uh, looking at it as a, you know, as, you know, just really kind of going back to my athletic background, you know, just being a, a captain, you know, leader of a team, you know, trying to show up by example and just helping people grow. And then, uh, you know, obviously 07, 08 craziness happened. And it's like, you know, just the bottom, you know, just was like, you know, my legs were just taken out of me. And I was like, man, what just happened? Yeah. You know, I was kind of, I was so focused, you know, kind of that laser focus that I didn't really know what was going on in the outside mm -hmm. world. And I didn't understand the parallels and the ties of how, you know, just the world economy affects me. You know, mm -hmm. I was just kind of in my own little bubble. So that was my first kind of eye opener of that. Like, I need to kind of understand that a little bit better. I need to be a little bit more educated mm -hmm. uh, because, it, you know, but, you know, obviously when I started, you know, rates were probably, you know, nines, tens. And, you know, I've just literally seen them go all the way down. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I mean, from there, I was a, an account executive um, for a year uh, with the company. You know, I got to experience, you know, going and doing presentations, mm -hmm. meeting a lot of different brokers, mm -hmm. seeing different styles on how people, you know, uh, present their information to their clients. And that was really eye-opening for me, you know, just to have that ability to kind of see, you know, just different people, you know, whether, you know, obviously in the Chicagoland area, we got the North side is different from the South side, we got mm -hmm. West side. So we got a, a lot of different mix and a lot of, you know, it's very multicultural. It's a lot mm -hmm. of different ethnic backgrounds. So I got to see a lot of different things just traveling around. And then uh, when, you know, like I said, 07, 08 really hit, I kind of like said, hey, I got to do, I got to go out for myself again. Mm -hmm. I got to kind of focus. I, at that time, I was still young and I didn't realize, you know, because I was kind of in a corporate environment all the way there. I didn't realize you could be a, a loan officer yeah. and build a career. Mm -hmm. And I mean, th those concepts never really hit me at first. And so I was like, and as I saw these traveling around and doing the presentations. That's what I saw. That's what I noticed. I was like, wow, you can actually help clients on a monthly basis and build a career and have a living and have a family. Mm -hmm. And so I, I thought that was pretty neat and I wanted to do that. So I, yeah, I became a loan officer for a mortgage brokerage, you know, for one of the, one of my clients at the time, one of my accounts, you know, I became their loan officer there. And then I just, you know, really just started from scratch because prior to that, I never really kept records. Mm -hmm. Never really kept track of my clients and their names and date of births and all that. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just put it in, got the deal done, and yeah. then moved on. So that was um, that was a concept for me. You know, just just to be more organized, to be a professional, right? To, you know, yeah. to have a database and to follow up with your database and all those types of things. And um, so from there, I just I just have grown. You know, I get better with time. I'm like wine. You know, yeah. I just kind of polish my skills, mm -hmm. and then. Um, you know, I, I went from one brokerage to another um, just because I needed more space. I needed more 
um, of the usage of the of the office, right? I needed more processor time because I was starting to build out. And you know, I've always worked for kind of smaller outfits. They didn't have you know multiple processors, you know, and so I was using a lot of time, um, you know, and so I was like, yeah, I got to get bigger. And and uh, my last brokerage, you know, they they were great to me. They allowed me to kind of build my business inside a business. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had my own processing team. I kind of really had my own setup. And, you know, that kind of gave me the strength and confidence that I knew I could kind of do it. And I just, you know, had to position myself financially and confidence-wise internally that I was ready to make that move. And then in uh, 2019, I made the move as, uh, as the owner broker of uh, Epic Morgan. Nice. Now, that's great. So 2019... Uh, you took, that's when I started ours as well. I kind of started like you cutting my teeth, going through a couple of smaller correspondence, then building my little company within the company. And then eventually said, I, if I'm doing it this way, I have to do it on my own. Right. Sure. Uh, so same type of, uh, scenario. We start around the same time. Um, did you ever work in like the retail world or is it, has, has it been more always with You've been in the broker game for a while, it sounds like, being in AE. and Yeah, I, I've been a mortgage broker uh, or in that space wholesale mm-hmm. since 2006. Okay. From, you know, as an AE and then as a loan officer from 07 to 19. Um, you know, I would say before then I was retail. You know, okay. we had retail pricing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So I had that from 02 to 07. So I kind of, I saw that and I just, you know, you know, frankly, I just didn't care for it because mm-hmm. I couldn't help everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. I'm kind of one of those, I like to help everyone. And so I mm-hmm. couldn't help everybody. There was people I was like, oh, you're my buddy, but you know what, go over there. Yep. I can't really service you. You know, right. I just love the broker model. I've always loved the concept. You know, I don't care if you're an 850 score or if you're a 550, I got something for you. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can work it out and, and figure it out. So I just like being able to help everyone. No one I have to turn down just because. Yeah, yeah. It sounds a little bit like us. But we're we're pretty hyper local. So we deal with a lot of friends, family, friends of friends. And that's why I had to do what I had to do at the time was like you said, someone would come to me and be like, I know how to get this done, but I don't have it here or I didn't have any flexibility with pricing. And this is a good friend of mine. And I had to make sure they were getting the best thing. So I'd be sending them off. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Because I know what we're going to get it done the best way possible, but not on that side. So, yeah, I mean, this is the spot to be able to help everyone. If And if you're that type of person, like sounds like you are. So yeah. it makes sense. Um, I want to jump here. I want to talk more about Epic and, and how it's set up uh, more on the micro in a second. But you've brought up uh, being an athlete. Um, so I want to talk a, a bit about that. I, I, I was an athlete where you can say I am whatever it is. I still say I'm an athlete. All right. Don there you go. Um, so w- what sport uh, did you play or focus on? Yeah, I was basketball. Okay. You know, I was a basketball player. Uh, had the ability to play in college, had the ability, oh, nice. uh, you know, to play in high school, obviously. And, uh, you know, we've, uh, you know, uh, got some great experiences, went to the national tournament, you know, and just uh, got memories uh, to cherish forever. Oh, not, all right. So who'd you play for? I mean, I need to know this stuff now. Oh, oh no. We played uh, McMurray College. Okay. Uh, McMurray College is a small Division three school. Cool. Um, we were the only team in, uh, you know, college history to ever make it to um, – you know, to make it to the national tournament. So, you know, that's rare air for us. Nice. It was, a, um, you know, it was just a great experience. You know, a lot of guys that just worked hard, you know, and just, um, 
you know, we just bust our butt, you know, just for the common goal and uh, we work together and it's a great experience. All right, cool. So without knowing how tall you are, I'm going to guess. So I think I'm going to say you were a guard of some There you sort. go. All right, all right. So uh, that's what I mean. I'm five, <laughs> I'm five, seven on a good day. So I was a guard. Yeah. Too, so I get, all right. Yeah. So I just kind of see looking at you. Same, same like, height. Same height. Okay. So you were definitely a guard. I got you. Yeah. All right. Um, I was going to say you looked a little stocky. I'm like, maybe it was a four. I don't, I, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. The, yeah. Yeah. The height never got me, you know, it's, and it skips a generation in my family. So I'm always mad at my parents. I was like, man, my, my, my uncle's like six, two, you know, mm-hmm. I got, you know, six foot. I'm like, yeah. what happened to me? Yeah. I'm Come still on, waiting for my growth spurt. I, I'm still yeah. waiting. Yeah. My 12 year old <laughs> old son's as tall as me. I, I, yeah. I don't get it, but anyway, yeah. um, but, but taking that sports, you know, that mentality, um, and then bringing it into business, it seems like you've used a lot of that. I mean, my company's called the Hussy Team because um, we we say everyone a part of the transaction. We have to be a team of some sort, right? right. We can lead it, but we all have to work together. You got to be a team, the whole thing. Um, right. So I get that, but I'd love to hear your take on it because it's it's super important coming from that background already and bringing it here. It just makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, obviously, you know, from from any sports background, there's discipline involved, yep. um, you know, and, and if you're playing a, a team sport, it's about teamwork. You know, it, it doesn't work by itself. You know, it's not, you know, everyone has to, you know, know your what's your position, what's your job description. You got to hit it. And, you know, and, and we're, we're just better when we work together. Yeah. I mean, it just I mean, it's pretty clear cut and dry. Just makes right. sense. We're all better when we work together. Uh, it makes sense. I know James Harden is, is kind of messing with the Sixers <laughs> right now. If you saw that come out today, right. On our GM, a liar. Um, crazy. It's a, li- it's a little crazy, right? But, uh, it is. It is what it is. So we got to get our Sixers back and we got it. Dwayne Wade. I'm not sure if you're a Bulls fan, but inducted in the Hall of Fame. Again, I could talk this stuff all day. We can't do that, but uh, hey, hey, um, you know. But to be honest, I mean, Dwayne Wade. If for anyone out there should listen to his speech, I mean, I, I listened to it yesterday. I, it, it moved me. Okay. Um, just you know, from from a family perspective, mm-hmm. you know, how he brought his he brought his father up there to the stage and said, "Hey, we we made it. You know, we made it to basketball heaven." Um, cool. you know, obviously Dwayne Wade is only about a half an hour away, or where you know his high school. So yeah, definitely got a lot of roots here that you know. He was younger than me, but, you know, just to see him and his rise was just incredible. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I got to steal one thing from you, though. Why did he wear number three? <laughs> AI. All right, so I'm bringing it right back to Philly. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. A lot of ties, a lot yeah. of ties. Yeah. All right, well, that's cool. That That's great. Um, I love what you had to say there. I totally agree. Um, if we flip it back to uh, Epic, because I do want to help everyone out there talk a little bit how you're you're doing well and how you're succeeding. Sure. Um in terms of give us your stack right now, right? From start to finish, if someone comes to you, they want to get pre-approved, let's say, pre-qualified sure. to buy a home. What do you do first? How's that communication look like? Yeah, you know, we, we try to make it seamless. Um, the process, um, you know, we what we do is we direct everyone to our website. Mm-hmm. You know, we have everyone, you know, go to epic.mortgage. Uh, they'll, from there, they'll fill out the application online. Mm-hmm. You know, and we, we break it down into three categories, CIA you know, credit income and assets, you know, and obviously the credit is going to dictate the products and programs that are available to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's just, you know, I, I look at myself almost like a financial doctor, you know, once I'm able to see everything, what's going on, I can advise in a proper manner. So, you know, we're, we're looking at the credit, we're asking for income documents up front, you know, whether you're self-employed, 
whether you're a W-2 wage earner, you know, we're, we're gathering that information and then we're seeing what you can qualify for. You know, we don't want you out there looking at homes for 400, 500,000 when mm -hmm. 240 or 300 is your max budget, mm -hmm. you know, so we're doing those things to set up the right expectations, you know, that way we're issuing out that pre-approval. We want to work with all realtors. We want to work with the realtor that you've chosen. If you don't know of someone, we can refer you to one that we've worked with in the past. That way, you know, real estate is all about relationships. Mm -hmm. We feel comfortable. They feel comfortable. Everyone feels comfortable. And then, you know, we guide you along the way. And then once you find the house, then it's game time for us to deliver on, on the promise that we said we could do. Nice. Are, are you able to share some of the um, the actual programs that you're using? Not, not loan programs the technology that you're using. Like for instance, we, we use Arrive right now as sure. our front end. Uh, we had LendingPad for a while and then it went Got to Qualify. We, we just switch over to Arrive, which I do like. Could you share some of the things that you're using to, to help yeah. the people out? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we use Encompass. Okay. You know, I'm an Encompass guy. I, I've, you know, I've been around the block. So, I mean, I, I've dealt with Point in the past. I, I've had Encompass in the past. I just, I like Encompass. Maybe it's the color scheme. I don't know. Uh -huh. um, but it, it provides a lot of information for the back end, you know, especially with our quarterly reports and stuff like that, which I appreciate. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm an Encompass guy, you know, and then uh, website wise, uh, you know, I think they have a Connect Me or something like that that we use. I mean, not, nothing, nothing out of this world. I really, yeah. I stick to the tried and true. Yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, keeping it simple, I found is the key as well, because it can get confusing on our side and imagine sure. what that's like for the client and they have no idea what's going on. So right. like you said, simple. Now you had mentioned about you're, you're making sure to keep all your contacts, right? Are you, how do you make sure you, you reach out to the book of business or real estate agents is there a crm that you're using or what do yeah. you do yeah 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 we we have a crm i i primarily it's kind of funny because i'm not a realtor but uh, i use uh brian buffini has a crm yeah i know brian buffini so, yeah yeah so i i love his crm it's, okay it, yeah it, it it works well for me um you know obviously gives me no, notifications i like um you know it allows you to send out emails on the regular also you know the handwritten notes and stuff like that it mm -hmm. provides um you know a lot of uh, nice articles and concepts and themes so it's not always on top of your head of like okay what am i going to talk about today what am i going to talk about yeah. today Sometimes yeah. you, you do need to outsource some of those ideas mm -hmm. and he already has that embedded and, and shaped up for us so i i really enjoy uh working with him Nice. Okay. Yeah. Brian Buffini, I, where I started was Wells Fargo back in the day and they, he used to work with Wells Fargo yep. and he'd help buy out a movie theater or that's what he would do. You would buy it out and then it would be Buffini on the screen. And he's, Hey, he's tried and true. He's been around for, yes. I want to say 20, 30 years, maybe yeah. doing this. So yeah. Brian Buffini. So, so everyone out there, that's just another option. I mean, the handwritten, I think because there's so much technology, we do all the handwritten written cards as well. Um, yep. People want that touch now. There's so much technology that you can get sucked into it, and then you're not human anymore, right? Um, right. So that handwritten cards, I think that really works as well. Uh, and that's what Buffini's kind of done over the years of being really hyper on on your book of business, real estate partners, that yep. you seem like a human, you know, and people exactly people want that. You're building relationships. You're, yep. You know, it's. It, I mean, we don't. Like, don't complicate the the biggest thing is we make friends, mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, uh, you know, JP and myself, we can become friends. We're talking about sports. And now it's like, hey, I kind of like that guy. And then, uh -huh. 
all of a sudden I might be a top of mind when, you know, a situation comes up, he may think of me. And that's really what it is. It's, it's about building relationships and, uh, you know, none better than, you know, a guy that's, you know, tried and true and he's done it. Yeah. I think he's done it since the, um, I know his backstory, but you know, I think it started late eighties, early nineties, you know, just yeah. a guy from Ireland coming over and yeah. great story. Yeah, it is a great story. I mean, if you can't tell, I'm pretty Irish. So <laughs> I, I like Buffini a little bit. Um, there you go. Yeah. All right. So we hit on that. That's great. Um, I see. All right. So we did talk about you do what we do a lot as well is, hey, you're pre-qualified for 500000 But your budget's telling us, given what taxes are and where rates are and what you want, you really got to look at homes at like 300000 right? So you Correct. do custom customization from the front i mean i Correct. see too many people just like oh yeah you're qualified for five hundred thousand. have a good day come back to me when you're ready no it's about taking that extra step right so Correct. is there anything else that you're doing besides the budget aspect where you're really customizing it for the client for that i'm trying to grab ideas from you as well yeah no doubt um yeah i mean really that's you know i mean obviously if you break it down into like a, a three a three call setup, you know, okay. that first one is just initial, you know, just answering questions. Right. I mean, uh -huh. so this is basic, you're listening, right. You're listening to the consumer, you're, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you know, allowing them to speak and getting some of that, you know, they're nervous. They've never spoken to you before. Yep. They don't know, you know, what's going on. So you allow them to ask some basic questions. You answer them. That second consultation, you're really getting into, you know, digging deeper on, you know, what's that monthly mortgage payment that I feel mm -hmm. comfortable with. And then sometimes they're mm -hmm. off. Right. You know, they may, you know, in the Chicagoland area, they may say, well, I don't want to pay me more than fifteen hundred. Yeah. And I want to be in the south suburbs. And it's like, well, Not you know, with, right. yeah, with our real estate taxes, with where the, uh, you know, the prices are, mm -hmm. it's probably going to be about two thousand and twenty four. So we have to kind of break that already where yep. you're thinking you're off yep. and we have yep. to kind of bring you up. So now we really have to look at that budget and say, is this the right time for you? Because if it isn't. You know, we got to We got to take just pause. Yeah. You sit on the sidelines uh -huh. and maybe next year might be your year because every year is a different market. Sure. And so and so having that understanding, you know, we're we're trying to take the work on the front end so we can make it easier on the back end. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because a lot of times what happens is, you know, if, if you're lazy on the front end for us, you know, now you're going to a realtor with a pre-approval. Now my name's attached. Yep. Now yep. it doesn't go through. And then they don't feel comfortable with sending out that next referral to me because they're like, man, you know, but I want to know, you know, I want the realtor to know, especially like when I give a, a pre-approval is as good as gold. Uh -huh, go uh -huh. and let's go, let's, you know, let's close the deal. Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it makes total sense. Uh, it goes back to team. Um, you know, you have, you have the client, they have to respect your time in the beginning. I agree. Right. It's a fine line with that. Right. Cause customers always right type of deal, but not really in our industry. Like, I'm trying to help you out here. You know, if you're, if you can't in a nicer way, right. If you can't, you know, listen here, I'm trying to get you going, really listen. Let's get it figured out. It might take two, three, four calls. I get it. Right. But then if I'm sending you out into the wild, you know, my name is attached to it and that can affect your business. I think that's important for people to know, like put that work in up front, um, have those two, three, four calls with the client, putting the front loaded here. It's only going to set up you for success to someone to get a house for you to get paid for you to have a, a better uh, a relationship with the realtors. I, I think people don't think about that. They get lazy up front. Even the, even the loan officer is what I'm saying. Both of them. Right. It's yeah. our job to kind of get them moving in the right direction for everybody's sake. So I think that was a yeah. good point. 
you're making. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that's uh, paramount. You know, always do the work up front. It makes it easier on the back end. Uh, and, and, you know, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. I mean, sure. there might be uh, child support that you didn't catch. There might yep. be something that pops up that you didn't, you know, you didn't look at cavers or something like that. So there, there are situations that can occur. But if you do the homework up front, it's just going to make your life a little bit easier on the back end. And then your name, you know, it's just like when they see that pre-approval because a buying agent one day is a listing agent tomorrow. Right. Yep. And so they see that name and like, hey, I've closed with this guy before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially, you know, there's over 40,000, you know, just in the Chicagoland area, let alone Illinois, just in the yeah. Chicagoland area, 40,000. Uh -huh. So you're not going to run across every realtor, but when you do, you get, man, they want, they want to hear the good news. Yeah. Yeah. And plus out of that 40,000, how many are really doing a, a bulk of the business, right? Right. You know, 200 right. of them. So it, exactly. it goes around, you're always going to run into the same type of people. So totally agree there. Um, so yeah, what you're talking a lot about here is advising right? That's the part, the budget part. Because the next thing I see on my list is is FINRA, which I know is in the, the financial world, right? Yeah. So did you, you had some, did you get your license at one point? I did. Okay. So yeah. you did. So that's FINRA for everyone that knows. So what, yes. what did that really help you to learn? Yeah. You know, you know, like I said, going back to my original uh, story, I wanted to be a financial advisor. Right. So it was like, it was always kind of looming. It was something there. I think the 2007, 2008, you know, gave me some time where I was like, okay, I got a little bit more time on my hands. Let me go get these licenses. And, you know, there was such a bad stigma towards just a mortgage broker. Mm -hmm. You know, he was the gas uh, station teller and now oh, he's yeah. the loan officer. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to be like, no, I'm not that guy. I am an advisor. Oh, so that makes sense. I got, yeah, I got my series six, my series uh, 63. I got my life insurance license. Um, you know, I was really trying to create this uh, financial plan for people, you know, so it's like, hey, I, yeah, I'm going to do your mortgage, but I'm also here to help you and, you know, really hold your hand and walk you through life. Mm -hmm. You know, obviously being, you know, the youth was on my side at the time. So it's like, here, I'm not going anywhere the next yep. you know, 30, 40 years. Um, it, you know, it just it, it was a great idea. It was a great concept. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I have clients, but, um, you know, overall, it was just a, very cumbersome. When, mm -hmm. you know, especially like you said, JP, like once that kid comes in, mm -hmm. you know, my firstborn, my second, you know, it was just, it was just a lot where I, I had to kind of like choose a lane, mm -hmm. but it, it, it definitely, uh, Fenrir, I would say, you know, it, it gave me, you know, that structure. It gave me the knowledge of really looking at the holistic side of things, understanding, you know, we're so focused in the mortgage space on gross income. Mm -hmm. Hey, how much do you make? But, you know, on the FINRA side, you got to really look at the net income, yeah. what's really coming home. And mm -hmm. that's why I get into the weeds on like, hey, what's your mortgage payment that you'd feel comfortable with? Because I know you got to fit that in a budget. Yep. Sometimes loan officers don't see that. They just like, well, he makes $80,000. But yeah. you got to look at that credit report, see all that consumer debt. Where's mm -hmm. that going to? And there's stuff obviously on the credit report that doesn't always show up. And so those are the types of things that, you know, that really helped me prepare just to be a better loan officer for my client. Yeah. And, and I would say for everyone listening out there, this is the way to do it because people need this right now all across the country. They need to hear the truth. People are struggling a bit and they need to hear that. They need to have that advisor um, to help them. And remember, if the power knows there, you might tell someone, listen, a refinance doesn't make sense. You know what they're going to do? They're going to tell four or five other people how much that you help them, right? And then that could be another deal as well. So just doing the right thing and helping people, it always seems to come back. And doing these advisor plans, it just, it puts you up here where a lot of other people are just down here. 
and people yeah. can smell that, right? They can smell that and they, and they know it. People are smart. The consumer is smart. So just doing the right thing, spending the time with people, whether you get paid or not, is going to pay, pay you triple in the next year or so. It just works out that way. You know, I'm yeah. sure you've seen it. Oh, no, definitely. And then, you know, also, too, just another tip for people out there is, um, you know, once you, you kind of look at it like that in a holistic uh, platform, then your referral sources can increase, not just from realtors, but also financial advisors. Correct. Right. Because now you speak their language. Now they feel comfortable like, oh, you're not just some greedy mortgage guy. Yep. You understand what I'm trying to do over here. Maybe they'll open up their portfolio and start sending you clients. So it's, it's been helpful that I have received uh, referrals from financial advisors as well as realtors. So that's yeah, been and, and when you get a lead from a financial advisor, that client just goes with you like 99% of the time because their advisor, remember, told them you got to go use Dante and they right. just use Dante. They're not shopping you. They're going to trust you. So that's huge when you those leads are like gold, basically, from what I've seen. Definitely. Um yeah, Dante, we're, I told you to go quick, 35 minutes in. Um, towards the end here, I always ask uh, two questions um, sure. to really help everyone out there. I think you'll like these ones. So first one is, if you're someone new to this industry or someone looking to reinvent themselves like you have done since 2002, probably five, six, seven, eight times, right? Right. right now, if you're trying to reinvent yourself or if you're new, what's one thing you could tell tell that person hey you, you got to go to uh youtube university and look up uh you know real estate investing i, I think oh. uh you know you really got to build a, a platform for investors to feel you know really understand you um and i and i kid when i say youtube university but you know you got to put some time in to really understand yeah. you know the products that uh, that are out there right now the space and and the clients that are still reoccurring there's there's business out there and for someone that's, you know, trying to reinvent themselves, they're like, hey, I'm struggling here. I think the investor uh, platform is a, a place where they can really, you know, hang their hat, you know, get knowledgeable and understand the Burr method, understand, uh, you know, what DSCRs and, and bank statement loans and all that type of stuff that's out there. I think there's a, a great niche where you can, uh, you know, you know, blaze, definitely blaze a trail for yourself and make some money. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a different type of client, the investors. So, if, and they're just different from the regular consumer buying their primary home. Um, and if you can get in with a couple of them, what are they doing? They're investing. They're investing again. Now they're buying a new primary. Now they're telling their investor friends. They can really, but you have to be knowledgeable on it, right? It's different from just a typical family buying a primary home. So I love that. So if you're new out there, it, it takes some work, and I think that's why a lot of people don't want to do it. They don't want to learn it. But trying to reinvent yourself or new, that, that's a great spot, no doubt. Awesome. Um, and then last question, the industry, whether real estate, mortgage, the next three to five years, where do you see it going? Um, well, I guess, you know, it's hard in our business to kind of forecast that far sure. you know, in advance. Uh, but I, I would say, you know, obviously we, we do have the presidential election coming up next year. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's very important because, you know, no matter who it is, you know, every whoever the president is, they got rules yeah. and regs that they want to do. They have uh, plans and ideas they want to take you down and that will change the game up a little bit. So, mm -hmm. you know, that that but for right now, you know, I venture to say, you know, low inventory is going to be here for a little bit. So I wouldn't be surprised in a three year time frame that we're still battling with low inventory. Mm -hmm. Maybe uh, the Fed comes out with uh, lowering the rates. But that's just going to further increase, you know, purchase prices. Mm 
Yep. So, yep. you know, really, um, I think uh, that's why I said investors. I think, you know, if you can attach yourself to more investors, you know, you can, uh, you know, just, I mean, there's always going to be reoccurring buyers every year, you know, the ones that need to get out of mom and dad's basement, you know, need to move to a different school district, you know, relocating for a job. Those will always be there every year and we're battling market share. But overall, I think um, the next three to five years is going to be pretty stagnant. I don't I don't see any major. We might get a lower rate right here that will be yep. a mini refinance boom. But, you know, we'll see how low it goes. Yeah. So it's going to be steady. If you can make it through this, you can make it through anything. You've been doing it since 2002. You made it up. So, yeah, it's I mean, possible. believe in yourself. It's possible. Stay the course, you know, uh, keep changing your craft. And and I really think everyone can uh, can survive through it. No doubt. Uh, Dante, thank you. It was good meeting you. Of course, if you That's ever need you. anything, uh, hit me up. But it was it was a pleasure getting to know you. Definitely. Uh, likewise, uh, you know, and so we'll keep in touch for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. Attention brokers. Step up to the plate and knock it out of the park at the largest annual gathering of independent mortgage professionals in the country. AIM's sixth annual Fuse National Conference. Katie Sweeney, Matt Ishbia, Renee Rodriguez, Dale Vermillion, and Todd Duncan round out an all-star lineup of mortgage masters. Network with thousands of MVP wholesale mortgage professionals and the industry's top brass lenders and vendors. Gear up your team and your business with electrifying keynote speakers, hands-on summit sessions, major mortgage news, and historic announcements. Get the lowest price of the season and save $200. Get your tickets at aimgroup.com backslash events. That is aimgroup.com backslash events.